With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Well, hello there, and good morning to our listeners from around the world. I want to welcome you to another edition of This Morning with Solivity, broadcasting right here from our nation's capital, Washington, D.C., and on KMET 1490 AM radio in Southern California. We have such a great show for you. Of course, this is Brian Wesley Johnson, as you already know, but we have a fantastic co-host with us today. I'm going to welcome Teresa Greco. Hey, Teresa. Hey, good morning, everyone. Morning. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. Of course, this is our Motivational Monday show. You like that, Teresa? Um, where we talk about a, a whole lot of different uh, things around the world. Um, Teresa, but this past Sunday was, of course, Father's Day. And so I was asking you about uh, your Father's Day. Mine was great. You know, very restful. Went to a great restaurant here. My honey took me to a nice restaurant for, for, for dinner. But you had a fantastic time because you went to a concert. Yes, I did. I did. We had Father's Day outside. Um, we did a barbecue. And Oof. then we had the Ed Sheeran concert here in Toronto. So we wow. played. Yeah, he played for three nights. He played more of a private venue on Friday, and uh -huh. then he was at the Rogers Center, which is a massive dome here that opens. It has the roof that that opens when the weather is nice. Uh huh. Uh -huh. So, yeah, fifty thousand people uh, piled in, and it started around like eight, and then it just continued to get more dark outside. So he had an incredible. Um, set up of screens and lights and fireworks and and fire and with the roof opened it was literally like having watching an outdoor concert by Ed Sheeran just like so personal to you like the screen there were so many screens his setup was incredible this revolving stage the the acoustics were like I don't even 
incredible, like considering the dome was open too, it was mm-hmm. so good. And he sang and he sang, even when we're like, oh my goodness, how is this? Whole- <laughs> yeah, he, was, he, he was incredible. It was the, the best concert of my life. Wow. Mm-hmm. Now that now that sounds like a fantastic time. <laughs> well, happy Father's Day to him. Uh, um, and happy Father's Day to all the fathers uh, that are out there. Though it was yesterday, there's never a bad time to say happy Father's Day. Um, as always, listen, uh, everyone, we want you to be part of this conversation uh, as we talk about uh, these motivational topics from around the world. We want your questions, your comments, your thoughts. Just post them right to our live feeds on Facebook and YouTube, and we will pull you into the conversation and have some fun. So why don't we get hop to it? Um, <laughs> and because I think I think for both of us, the Father's Day was like our, our hot motivation <laughs> over the last few weeks and enjoying that in terms of inspiration, especially an Ed Sheeran concert. Man, that sounds mm-hmm. cool. Mm-hmm. Um, while we get to our first uh, hot, t- our first uh, motivational Monday uh, story that comes from the New York Times. And uh, this goes from uh, Preston Montega, who's 14, had no idea that when he created the Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse trailer using Lego characters, it would lead to a job offer. For years, Preston has been making computer-generated Lego versions of his dad's old computer on his dad's old computer. He shared his Across the Spider-Verse trailer online, and when Phil Lord and Christopher Miller, the directors of the Lego movie and writer-producers for the Across the Spider-Verse movie, when they saw it, they were blown away by what he created. And, uh, and asked Preston if he would be interested in animating a scene for the movie featuring Lego blocks and figures. His dad built him a new computer, and Preston worked on the scene after finishing his homework. Preston told the New York Times that being able to work on the movie with people who actually made this masterpiece was honestly like a dream. Wow. <laughs> How cool is that? Uh-huh. Very cool. I mean, man. So again, this kid, 14 years old, was just having fun <laughs> and created this these trailers that now he's probably gonna have a job <laughs> for for now until forever. <laughs> wow. 14 years old. Very you cool. Know, you know. Now, like I know my my son loves things like um he loves music and uh, uh, and he's created like different songs and that kind of thing. That's always been his thing. He also draws. Uh, so I love the fact that um, we've been able to, you know, give him space to be able to be creative like that. Uh, and it's and it's turning out that it's helping him in other areas of his life. For your kids, Teresa, do you see like, you know, like I know both of you know your your kids are both creative, right? They both have creative skills. I think that everybody's creative. Yeah, yeah. We're all creative, but we only think that creativity shows up in particular ways, right? Right, right. Like, oh yeah, if you, if you paint, if you draw. <laughs> hey, exactly, exactly. Right? And so, um, create, but 
you know, recently I've, you know, within the last year, uh, and through my show too, we actually, there's one episode that we were talking about, uh, the, how we are made in the likeness of our, of our creator, right? And that right. we are innately creative, but because we've pigeonholed this idea of creativity into only these things, people are like, I'm not creative. Like even my son will say he's not creative. Wow. Like, Luca, that's, you know, you think that because you're not a good painter, because you can't paint like the example that they give you, then you're not a good painter. And I'm like, no. And, and even as an educator myself, I was very, you know, careful about in ensuring that if I showed the students an example, it's like, this is just inspiration. I don't want you to replicate this image exactly like this in right. order for you to try to get a good mark. I want you to express your creativity by giving your own version right. of it. Exactly. So, um, so when I think of, you know, when you said, oh, are your kid's creative, I'm like, we're all I'm like, they're creative. If we're all creative, every single time we create something, mm -hmm. whether it's like a cup of coffee that you created, whether it's right. a sandwich you put together, a meal that you put together, how you put your hair together, your outfit that you put, like, it's yeah. all day long. We are literally expressing our creativity in, in many different ways, mm -hmm. not just in mm -hmm. the traditional ways. Yeah, and and I agree with that. And I think that sometimes we 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 forget that by expressing all of all of who we are and just letting it free flow, right? Like like this 14-year-old using his dad's old computer to do Lego trailers, right? We just thought it was cool. Um, that that can lead you to unexpected miracles, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. um, which was this. I mean, you know, um, maybe maybe this maybe this for uh, Preston, this fourteen year old, maybe this answers a question around, you know, maybe maybe I really just want to be an animator, right? Or pursue this in film maybe that leads to something else but that he's in the flow mm -hmm. of his own life and that and that um and that he's embracing all of it right mm -hmm. and so I, I i love that it would be interesting to see how what this might have this incident might have sparked within him mm -hmm. that ended up yeah ends up taking him more on the path to whatever he's supposed to do in this lifetime for this planet, whatever his, yeah, his purpose is. So, and I think it also speaks to the power of, of social media mm -hmm. to, to, you know, share projects like this or things that people, you know, average people are doing, but then they happen to get into the right hands and all of a sudden it, it becomes like such a hit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm really changing, changing someone's life and just, <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, you know, um, a couple of last things on this, uh, his mother, Giselle Montaga, uh, a public health instructor said, I know Preston has a gift that was given to him by God. And once we identified that he had that gift, all we could do as parents was to nurture it and let him fly. Mm -hmm. I like that nurturing it and letting it fly instead of saying no 
you can't play with those or no, you know, we don't want you doing that. We want you doing more of this where parents can be overbearing. Like that, um, right? and, and, and we, and as I'm looking through the story, we got our answer. Um, and it's, and he said, um, while Montega is, well, Montega is still dedicated to his high school studies. He says high school doing all this cool stuff. That's so wonderful. Uh, his career goal of becoming a full-time animator and director feels more within reach wow. than he or his parents might have imagined at this stage. I adored the first movie and was so hyped for the second one. So getting to work with the people who actually made this masterpiece is honestly like a dream. So there we go. Yeah. Yeah. We got you know, that that's confirmation. That's the universe just confirming saying, yep. Absolutely. So and way to go, Preston. Mm -hmm. Way to go. Um, so, I mean, that's just, I love that. I, you know, I, you know, it's kind of like, um, more than out of the mouth of babes, it's, it's like out of the life of babes, right. Where <laughs> these kids are just kind of like leading the way and, and, and reminding us of what's possible. Right. I mean, he was just having fun and, and, and being in the flow of, of a dream that he, that, he thought he could have and that manifested into something physical in his own life where it's like this is not where it's kind of like the universe kind of saying uh not only is this possible but it's yours if you want to take it right and so here's here's an example and boom and so uh way to go preston way to go <laughs> Oh man, listen, we got more motivation coming with me and Teresa on uh, this morning, and we hope that you're enjoying every bit of it. Uh, we got about three more stories to go, but we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about uh, what's happening in Madagascar um, with a 3D printer. <laughs> so if you want to hear more about that, stay tuned. We'll be back in about two minutes. There, this is Brian with Solivity.com. I want to share some exciting news about our new Aspire Academy by Solivity. Now, you probably want to know what the Aspire Academy by Solivity is. Well, it exclusively connects you with people around the globe and who share the intense desire to improve themselves and create a better life for themselves today. There's classes, there's workshops, there's live events, and even more exclusively just for you. You see, I wanted you to have a safe space where you could grow, you can learn, and it would empower you in all aspects of your life, including your mind, your body, and your soul. So how do you get started? Well, it is so easy. First of all, the best part, joining Aspire Academy is absolutely free. Just click on the Join Now button, sign up, and begin your journey. As a special part of this invitation to you, there are some free courses that are available for you to try from our amazing roster of coaches and collaborators. It's our way of saying thank you for all of your support and being with us along our journey of expansion. I hope you enjoy the Aspire Academy by Solivity today. 
Start the process. Learn more about your passion, your purpose, and how to live a higher quality life. And we're back with more of This Morning with Solivity with me and Teresa. And we this is a motivational Monday to get your week started with some great stories from around the world that will definitely inspire you. So why don't we keep moving? Um, this next story comes from Fast Company and in Madagascar, around the world. And this is about Give Thinking Huts where if you give them a few days and they'll turn an empty lot into a school campus. Founded by 23-year-old Maggie Grout, Thinking Huts is a nonprofit devoted to making education accessible in Madagascar. According to the United Nations, three out of four children living there don't go to school because of overcrowding or treacherous commutes. Using a 3D printer, in 18 hours, Thinking Huts can build a structure a community can use as a classroom. In 2022, Thinking Huts completed its first campus in Fanarosa, uh, a city of 200,000 people in south-central Madagascar. It has huts, solar panels, a potable water, toilets, and Wi-Fi. Oh, that's cool. I'd live in that sucker. Uh, soon, Thinking Huts will, will unveil its second campus, which will serve three villages on the West Coast. Once schools are built, they are run by local partners. We really just we really just aim we're really just aiming to be a stepping stone for the community to be a success on their own. Grout told Fast Company. Wow. Mm -hmm. Again, young people on the move. Mm -hmm. Young people are on the move. How cool is that? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I invite people to uh, check out the article because then you could see what these huts look like. Yeah, let's see if we can get They're very there. different because she's making them on the 3D printer. The construction of them is, is different and that allows her to be able to build it in just 18 hours. Like how I'm like, wow, how did they, this structure looks incredible. Yeah. And that's Maggie right there too. <laughs> and how did, how do you do this in 18 hours? Because right. It looks like it, it could take much longer. And then as you said, have all those amenities. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> and here's some more pictures of it, everybody, where it's all this is 3d printed. And, you know, and it's a sound structure and, and, and all that. I mean, that's, that's really, really, really cool. That's really, really cool. Way to go, Maggie. Yeah. I mean, again, uh, you know, um, these are two young people <laughs> that, you know, through technology changed the game, right? I mean, we talked about Preston uh, Mantaga earlier, who was talking about who did this, you know, was thinking about being an animator, digital animator, and created a trailer just on his own, and now was featured in a in a motion picture at fourteen. You know, his some of his art was 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 uh, done, and now you have Maggie Grout, who 
you know, through her own passion in terms of um, uh, education and helping her country move past what was what was considered to be limits to now be limitless. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's really cool. I'm mean, the fact that they have that it's it's powered by solar, right? Yeah. It has uh, portable water. So you can have some drinking water. Uh, there's toilets, right? So kids don't have to like, you know, go into a unsafe or unsanitary situation to use the bathroom and Wi-Fi. Yeah. Which is probably also um, uh, powered by solar, you know? And I love this emphasis on ensuring that kids can get to school. Yeah. Right. That we take certain, we take many things for granted here. Right. right? Because they're just it's like children, right? They, they be grumbles going to school. Right. Many of them don't want to go. Right. And here, there are some kids that don't have the option. Right. Like, and we have to remind ourselves of how, how lucky, like, how is it that we have kids here that don't want to go? Right. Other ones still on this planet who don't have the option to go and how that, how that impacts their life because they don't go and how many kids are going and don't maximize their full potential right cool because they're not being reminded of how grateful we should be to have structures that we could go to and and materials and and as you said indoor plumbing like there we just take all of this for granted and we know and that's what like this for me this story is also like there's a whole bunch of great tidbits in here but right. that, it's like as you were listing up you know how amazing the structure is you're like indoor plumbing it's like wow you know who whoever goes to the washroom here and, and says thank you that we have exactly right? exactly don't right but, you know the reality is that there there are children here on this planet and people on this planet that don't have some of these things it's just a natural thing you know, to go to that we, again, we take for granted. So, you know, it's a, it's amazing that she's trying to make, you know, that more accessible for, for mm-hmm. people in, in those areas that don't have this. You know, I was thinking this too, that um, um, when it's not there, um, you, you then become more aware of, of the importance of, these types of things, especially education. She says, I think that education is at the root of solving all the other problems in the world. This is Maggie Grout. This is the founder of Thinking Huts. Uh, She said, I would look at all these problems going on in the news. And I was like, well, if people just have the skills and the education to come up with solutions on their own, then we wouldn't be seeing all of this. And that is so true because I, I look at like, you know, I mean, here at Solidity, we talk about battling fear and ignorance, right? Mm-hmm. Where a lot of of problems that we have is based in ignorance. You just don't know. You just don't know the history, the culture, um, um, our you know our ancestry, how we're interconnected, what other people are doing around the world, and that kind of thing. And so, 
the cycle of separation just keeps going on and on and on and on and on. So I applaud, applaud you, Maggie, for, for stepping up and stepping out and supporting your community with these, uh, with these beautiful thinking huts that are meeting people where they live and the needs that they, that they have where they live. You know, mm -hmm. one, of, one of the things she said, uh, Teresa, was she didn't that she didn't want to have a model like traditional charities where they kind of parachute in uh, and kind of take over and then they leave. Um, she said that, you know, they come in, they work with the local partners and they build the schools, you know, build the huts and create the school uh, based upon their needs. And then they hand that over to the local partner to maintain at that point. Which is, which is key because exactly right. Often they just go in and, you know, maybe a resurrect a school or something like that, but then, right. you know, don't, aren't able to ensure that they're able to upkeep the structure or um, maybe they need more funding or, or what not to continue to um, keep it going. But that's one of the things that she's put into the project is ensuring that that happens. So that's also also wow. great. And just and just to let people know, this is something that uh, Maggie Grout had for a long time in her mind. She said for Grout, who was born in China, but adopted by American parents, the idea for the nonprofit was sparked when she was 15. I'll repeat that. When she was 15, <laughs> mm -hmm. it coupled her dad's background in tech startup, in the tech startup space, with her own passion for increasing access to education. Wow. That's so cool. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's so cool. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Well, listen, we've got even more great Motivational Monday stories coming up in just a second. So just hang on with me and Teresa. <laughs> and we'll be back in about, I'll say about 60 seconds. Have you ever asked the question, if I was to be anything, what would I be? Regardless of money, regardless of status, beyond popularity and fame, living your passion, feeling your life has purpose. Solivity is a space to nurture that which lives in all of us. A place where work can become play and doing what we love creates the dreams of a lifetime. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey there. We are back with more of This Morning with Solivity. This is Brian and Teresa. And we're talking about motivational Monday stories to help you get your work week started and with some inspiration. Um, Our next story comes from Mexico from the Associated Press where Mexico's vanquita porpoises are holding steady in the Gulf of California. For two weeks in May, researchers sailed around the port of the Gulf, which is the only place vaquitas, the most endangered porpoise in the world, live. The team estimates it saw 10 to 13 of the porpoises, about the same number spotted in 2021. Vaquitas are small and elusive, and many of the sightings were through binoculars. The researchers saw at least one or two calves in the water, which is a hopeful sign. Vaquitas cannot be captured, held, or bred in captivity. Because of illegal fishing, the Katita population has dropped from 600 in 1997. Alex Overa, the Mexico representative for the Center of Biological Diversity, told the Associated Press, The new research is encouraging news, and it shows that vaquitas are survivors. But we still need urgent conservation efforts to save these tiny porpoises from extinction. Uh Uh They're so cute. Let's see if I can, uh, I'm going to try, while we're we're talking here, I'm going to try to pull up this video of how cool they are. I mean, they are, they're all smaller. There you go. You can see them a little bit right there. Um, um, I'm, I'm, I'm happy on in one instance that this is going on, that, that they're watching these different species around the world that are endangered. Um, um, and that we're that there are people that are doing things to, um, you know, try to uh, preserve that species. Because I mean, you know, um, there are many species that don't exist anymore that are extinct, and it's been a lot of a lot of it's been man-made, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm happy. I'm I'm happy to see that um, um, this is going on and that um, 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 and that this is this is happy and at the same time I'm also sad because you know like the, the fishing illegal fishing and and all this kind of stuff has led to this and over over overfishing I know probably in Canada, uh, there's probably a lot of a lot of laws around conservation. I know in other areas in the forest areas, there's there's things around that as well. Am I right? And is that true? No, I agree. I agree. And yeah. But again, what is the underlying reason yeah. why we that there are people on this planet that are not respecting the ecosystem? Yeah. You know, in in the water because of you know, because they have to fish it, right? right? So why why do they have to do that? Is it because they can't earn an income doing something else? 
And therefore they're like, well, you know, too bad I have to provide for my family and, you know, and whether it impacts, um, you know, that the number of like, there's, there's two things that this article points to the porpoise as well as there's a fish that's also being affected there too. Right. Trying to maintain the numbers. And so, you know, that's, that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, why is it that, why are we doing this? Right? Why are we exploiting certain certain groups, um, and I mean like species of animals, and then affecting their that ecosystem to that extent? Mm-hmm. Is it the ignorance, you know, that we were talking about just in in the last segment that people just don't know about the fact that this is causing extinction and, and the numbers are going low and and there aren't. Um, there isn't information provided like here. I know for hunting, for example, there are, mm-hmm. it's very uh, legislated. It's very um, controlled. Right. Where only so many licenses that are given out every year, Right. certain types of licenses. So there's, you know, some are for, um, you know, maybe the fee, there's only so many for females, so many, mm-hmm. for female. there's only certain times of the day, times of the year. Right. It's like very regulated. So right. those the populations are always being like under under control and maintained. And right. so, you know, that is this not happening? Like I feel like there's a lot of there could be a lot of ignorance. You know, I think I think that you just you just kind of talked about, and I think your 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 hammer just hit the nail on the head where I think that in terms of like food, right? What I notice is in other places where they're more concerned about food security, both from the conservation side, but also like, you know, making sure that people are fed, right? And that that we're using the food that we're producing because a lot of food gets wasted, right? Exactly. That we're that things are only in season right so Mm -hmm. you know like Mm -hmm. in 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 italy for instance uh when we were in rome and and artichokes and they say well artichokes are only in season a certain time of year right Mm -hmm. that doesn't mean so that means that they're not trying to over farm artichokes Mm-hmm. Right. They're not putting all this this farmland and creating all this farmland so people can just eat artichokes anytime they want to eat it. Right. And so I look at the, at the same way as like the fishing. Right. Where I think it's gotten to the point at which people want to eat fish anytime that they want to eat fish. Right. Mm-hmm. And 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 there should be things like. Uh, seasonal. Uh, seasonal, like in Jamaica, where we were we were just in Jamaica. And they ta- and and we went to a place and we were trying to get lobster, right? Mm-hmm. And and Jamaica's known for lobster, you know, their spiny lobster. And they were like, "Oh, it's not in season. We don't have any because it's not in season." Mm-hmm. And we we're like, "Really?" And they were like, "Yeah, you know, we're we're trying to they're trying to maintain it so that they're not overfishing the population where they get it to a point at which there is no lobster anymore, right?" Exactly, and that's up here. <laughs> or they don't, or yeah. they don't, or they don't create like artificial farms 
where now the now the lobster and all that stuff doesn't taste as good because of the fact that it's farmed it's not like just mm-hmm. you know fresh and so i look at the same way where um we re- again you know i look at this as fear and ignorance where we we have to know that we can't just like you know strawberries i remember when i was a kid strawberries weren't in season all year round mm-hmm. you'd get you'd get strawberries at certain times mm-hmm. of year now you can be strawberries any time of the any time of the year mm-hmm. and they don't taste as good mm-hmm. right because they're farmed it's people oh well, well there's demand for strawberries it's like well why not just make it seasonal mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it and and it is what it is mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and 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 you're maintaining how much food is being produced and consumed because it's not like we don't have enough food mm-hmm. You know, millions of tons of food are thrown away every Mm -hmm. single year. Yeah, yeah. And it would make us appreciate those particular items that are in season at that time. Correct. I'm just looking here at the the article as well. And it says, so just to answer our question a little bit, it Uh says that the that the president um, Obrador's administration has largely declined to spend money to compensate fishermen for staying out of the vaquita yeah. and stop using gill nets. Yeah, which are killing the, the which are killing the the specifically the the babies, right? The the you know the how they produce, and so the so the population just gets you know, smaller and smaller, but they've been holding steady so far, which is good news. Right. So they were giving, they were giving people money saying, don't touch, you know, stay out of this. Here's your compensation. Mm-hmm. But they, but that is declined. So again, you know, you know, what is people's motivation? Is it because they have to feed their families? Like we're talking about Mexico here. Right. Exactly. So is it because they're trying and they're like, you know, sorry, but right. <laughs> I need to put food on my table. Right. So, it, it it's it's difficult to see the bigger picture when you don't you're looking for just access to food basic necessities exactly your exactly so. which is which is the bigger picture so you know <laughs> thanks for that thanks for that but it's still a good story i mean we're we're happy that that endangered species is kind of like leveled out and that the and that the things that they're doing to keep them around seems to be working so listen we're going to take another quick break and when we come back we're going to talk about this new scientific study that contradicts the belief that morality is that morality is declining so that's actually good news so we'll be back in about uh, about 30 seconds years ago when i started so liberty my vision was to support everyone in improving their life through the discovery of their passion and purpose, so they could become the best version of themselves, to battle fear and ignorance, and create a better world today. Get inspired to live your passion and purpose. Visit Solivity.com now. 
And we're back with more of This Morning with Solivity. This is Brian Wesley Johnson with my beautiful co-host today, Teresa Greco. Hey, Teresa. Hello. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's go to our last, uh, but not the least, uh, Monday motivation story. Uh, this comes from Nature Magazine. Uh, where scientists are actually saying that new data contradicts the belief that morality is actually declining. Uh, for decades, people worldwide have said they believe morality is declining, but new research shows that this could be a cognitive illusion. Psychologists Adam, Adam Mostoriani and Daniel Gilbert examined studies conducted in 60 countries between 1949 and 2019 about moral values and found that in response to 84% of the questions, most participants said they felt morality had declined. Now, in most of Turani and Gilbert's own 2020 surveys, the U.S. participants of all demographics said they thought that people were less kind, honest, nice, and good. Now compared to other, other earlier times, the researchers then studied similar historical surveys. If as people all over, if as all people over the world claim, morality has been declining steady and uh, uh, precipitously over decades, then people's reports of current morality should also have declined over the years. But they didn't. And they said that this means that the perception of moral decline is either false or it's at least very difficult to find any evidence that it has happened. So what this means is, is that over the over the course of all these years, um, that the decline hasn't remained constant <laughs> and that maybe, maybe, you know, Teresa, I look at it like this. I think when good things are happening in the world, we don't hear about them. But we hear about all the bad. And so that affects our perception about the morality of our world, right? Because mm -hmm. newspapers and cable news stations and TV and all that, they focus on the bad stuff right the stuff that's challenging that's hard to hear um and you you may get and that's probably i'd say 90 percent of the news mm -hmm. and the other 10 percent is like good stuff right like <laughs> the dog gets found in in the park or you know like we were talking about today like the porpoises you know are 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 you know the population of this almost endangered species is now kind of leveling off and it looks like they're going to make it. You know, all those stories don't really get, they're not front front line and center. So it makes sense that people would feel that way. What do you think? I totally agree. And when that's when you said 90% is negative, it may, I feel like maybe it's even, I feel like they have one story out of the whole. Well, yeah. Yeah. Where yeah. They, like, Oh, something good. And I'm like, wow, like, you know, like one story out of all the negative ones. And so thanks for pointing that out because it does two things. It celebrates what we're doing. Right. Right. That we've dedicated an entire hour to talking about the good things that are happening 
on this planet and and with people. So um, it does that. But it also it I think that you're right because I think if you had to ask the question, because this is what I was asking myself, I said, if I had to ask this question with the people closest to me, right, my family and friends, do I would I think that morality is going down, that mm. people are less kind. So I want people to think about their own people closest to them. Mm -hmm. Do you think that the people closest are less kind, right? less honest, right? less nice, right? and less good? Right. So not, you know, what we think at society at large, because of, as you said, how the media portrays what's going on to humanity at large. Right. But to the just those closest, do you think that people are less of those things? And I'm, I'm going to say no, I don't think. I think that I am surrounded um, by very beautiful people. Brian, what would you say to the people? Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. I would agree with that. I'd, I'd say that that is true. I'd say that um, um, I think that I think that, you know, you know, birds of a feather kind of flock together and and that there's a lot of good in the world that you miss out on when you stay kind of grounded in like like, you know, if all you ever see on if all you ever see is negativity which goes to um, something that's cited in this article, which is that um, it says that the authors speculate that people think there's a decay because of factors such as biased memory. Negative memories tend to fade faster than positive ones, right? And so the more negativity, the more things that you see that are negative all the time, you believe that that is what's happening, period, in the world. But if you're around people that are pointing out all this good stuff that's happening as well, then you're not as biased, right? You're like, ah, you know, no, there's good people in there. There's people that are kind. There's people that are giving. There's people that are compassionate, you know, that it's not all that that way, you know. And so, you know, um, and, and, and that becomes your experience, too. I think you attract into your life those experiences as well. Yes, that's you what know. I was just going to say. What, yeah. It's very karmic like that, right? What you give out, mm -hmm. you get back. So I agree. I think when you do onto others as you would have done onto you, mm -hmm. that or you be the change that you would like to see in the world, it tells us to be the change. Absolutely. And then we see that coming into our reality. And so I feel like I get very little uh, negative experiences that I am, uh, that I'm vibrating because I'm doing the work. Right. And I'm vibrating at a frequency that, and because of the law of attraction, you just bring more of that to you. So uh, I agree when you said about, I love the, I love idioms, but I always get them wrong. But that birds of a feather one that you said, yeah. Or, doesn't fall far from the tree like yeah. things like this right that i think you can have a heaven on earth that's one of the sh one of mm -hmm. my shows as well right we can mm -hmm. have here a heaven on earth um and and just to go back to the article it says here that 
He cites in the paper that 76% of people in the United States agreed that addressing, this is so interesting, addressing the moral breakdown of the country (laughs) should be a high priority for their government. Right, right. Yeah, they, you know, that this, this type of thinking that, that the world is going into, um, is it a handbag, something? Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And and maybe we talk maybe we talk about that on a show one day because we're running out of time today. But, you know, it's 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 just interesting that um, that people would say that it's the responsibility of the government to make us more moral. And it's like your our morality comes from us. (laughs) Right. It comes from us collectively. And so it's like you can't legislate like morality in that way, right? And so you can try, but anyway, listen, this has been a great Motivational Monday. Yes, yes. This has been a great. And so we're going to do this every Monday, everybody. This is how we do it. We want to make sure that you have something that kind of perks up, puts some pep in your step. And And celebrates humanity. Celebrates yeah goodness of humanity highlights it celebrates it supports it all of that absolutely absolutely well before we get out of here let's do some shameless plugs um we got there's so much cool stuff that's happening with uh solivity right now even more things that are going to be coming out in the future but there's an amazing amazing six-week program that you're doing Teresa, when you tell people a little bit about that? Yes. So it's called mental freedom, which means do you want to have more mental freedom by being able to reframe and to look at circumstances in your life that aren't going so well by learning every week, there are six different tools that's getting shared. So it's a group coaching program that's being offered just for this very first cohort. Mm -hmm. So it's being offered for the first time here on the Aspire Academy Mm -hmm. and at a huge discount. So this group group coaching, if it's one-on-one, it would be even more, but group coaching, it it runs for 1800, but it's being offered for only 333 for six weeks. And it's a two hour program for six so it's it's dirt cheap. So I encourage people to take a look at it on our website. I don't know, Brian, if you could share the link where yep. people can learn more about what you learn in the six weeks. But I would really encourage people to get in on this first cohort because you will not see that price again after we run this first one. So I encourage people to take a look. Woohoo! This is so cool. Freedom, yes, more mental freedom. Yeah, go check it out. You can go to uh, Teresa's page on Solivity. We've got the link right there. Uh, You can also check out uh, some of Teresa's uh, shows. In fact, there's a fantastic show coming up this Thursday for another Steps to Happiness show with Teresa Greco, where she's. And this is so. This is so cool. Guess what the show is this week. Which one? We are powerful creators. <laughs> Nothing happens for a reason. Absolutely, exactly, exactly. And so, how cool is that? So, yeah. uh, Teresa is going to be talking about we are powerful creators on Thursday at 
at 12 noon right here on Solivity TV on all our social media and at social and at solivity.com. Uh, so you want to make sure that you check that out as well. Um, and that's it for our shameless plugs. This is a great show. It's always too quick. Always. Somehow. <laughs> we, could just, we, should, we could just go like two two hours with this if, if we wanted to. But, you know, I think people would be like, oh, that's too much good news. Huh? <laughs> Goes back to our last article. It, exactly. It's too much. I can't take it. I can't take it. I can't take it. Um, listen, everybody, um, so much more is happening with Solivity. We hope that you follow us on social media as well as join our mailing list where you can find out more information about us, but you can also get, a get access to exclusive content, but also gain insight on th cool things that we do in the future, like giveaways. We give away books and, and other things. Uh, here at Solivity, including Solivity merchandise. So you want to make sure that you follow us and you can go to solivity.com forward slash this morning for more information or follow us on your favorite social media platform. Wow. It's always too quick, as I said before. Always too quick. Well, we hope that you watch uh, our other programming this week from Consciously Awesome on Wednesday to... Uh, as we step, said before, the steps to happiness on Thursday, as well as later on to this uh, today at 12 noon is another Tammy's table. So you want to make sure that you watch all that as well. So I guess that's it, Teresa. I guess that's it for Monday. Okay. You know, thanks for joining me, by the way. Thank you. Being here. <laughs> Listen, on behalf of all of us here at Solivity, I want to say thanks for joining us for this great episode of This Morning with Solivity. We hope that you come back and join us every weekday at 8 a.m. Eastern for our live broadcast. Or you can listen Thursdays and Fridays at 9 a.m. Pacific on KMET 1490 a.m. radio for all of you out on the West Coast. Don't forget to get the KMET app to be able to uh, you know, stream wherever you are, mobile, you know, in your car, at work, wherever. Listen, until next time, keep having real conversations with passion and purpose. And remember to always push forward uh, with some empowerment and to create a life full of high quality living today. We'll see you next time. Explicitly granted its prior written consent, all other rights reserved.